Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, the first podcast of my 40s. And it feels good. Does it? No. Oh. Everything feels bad. Hemorrhoids? Every day. (laughs) What a wonderful start. (laughs) You want to double down on those, baby? (laughs) We are on FaceTime. I'm a little scared right now. That camera's moving. Let me show you what I'm working with. The camera's moving. No. (laughs) Dune, it's been a few weeks, but we've missed absolutely nothing. I know. Slow times here in Sharks territory as we're um, moving through quicksand, getting to the season, dude. Not a lot of news. Finally, the coaching staff seems to be filled out. And other than that, dude... We're pretty much status quo. Yeah, there's there's very little going on. I know that the two major pieces of news, well, the, as you mentioned, Steve Spot. Wow. Not not exactly a marquee name, but uh, certainly a name that's been rumored for a while as he has ties to Peter DeBoer. And it's not much of a surprise that he's joining the coaching staff. So the, the coaching staff appears to be uh, fully fleshed out at this point. We have Steve Spot. We have who's the other assistant coach? Uh, Bob Bugner, dude. How oh yeah, dare Bob. you? How could I forget Bob Bugner? And then and uh, Johan Hedberg. And Johan Hedberg is the goalie coach. And Larry Robinson's no longer a coach, but he's there in some capacity. And I guess there's rumors that Nabokov may be involved in the franchise since he's retired and was seen on the ice at the rookie game. So I think Evgeny Nabokov may be the next uh, Brian Marchment, as it were. I I don't think that's so bad, getting Nabby involved. I think what's a little bit concerning is uh, the complete and total lack of NHL experience that our assistant coaching staff has. I mean, almost none. I think Bugner has zero years behind an NHL bench, if I remember right. I think he's been coaching in junior um, Spot has one year, uh, a terrible year with the Toronto Maple Leafs, a ton of uh, experience uh, in junior and at the AHL level, and a great you know relationship with Pete DeBoer. And then um, Johan Hedberg has very limited experience too. So um, for DeBoer, you know, being his third NHL team, you know, he certainly has some NHL experience, but he also doesn't have a ton, dude. Right. I mean. Um, so for a veteran team, the Sharks are a veteran team, you know, looking to make a cup push. I find it interesting that this is the, the, the route they took, you know, with their coaching staff. I mean, do you put any, uh, uh, stock into the coaching staff, how much they'll impact, how good this team's going to be, or is it just, you know, the players got to do what the players got to do? No, I, I think you, you do see, uh, bumps that, with new coaching and new coaching staffs, especially if there's going to be a change in, in, in style, even it can, it can be a minor change in style and you can see things suddenly sort of click. I and mean, we've certainly talked several times about how DeBoer manages to have this 
big pop in the first year wherever he goes. You know, he took the Devils to the Stanley Cup Finals. And so for me, that that sort of nullifies any lack, supposed lack of NHL coaching experience he might or might not have. I mean, if you can go to the Stanley Cup Finals, then you're doing pretty good, especially with the team as far out in left field as the Devils were at that time. No one picked them to go that far. So I think he's pretty much earned his stripes as an NHL coach as far as that goes. And and I think, you know, the fact that he chose guys that were a little bit off the radar, I'm not super concerned about it. I You know, people that follow hockey pretty closely know that the assistant coaches are sort of the – they're the grunts in the trenches. They get there before the coach gets there, and they leave after the coach leaves. And, and they do a lot of that sort of low-level stuff, uh, just putting in crazy hours and, and – you want guys that are, frankly, I'd rather have guys that are young and hungry and a little bit less experienced if they're into it, um, because I think it's a really difficult job. And so, yeah, I'd rather have some fresh blood. That's what this team needs, frankly. In terms of style, you know, we have no idea what Steve Spot's style is. We have no clue what that means for our power play, which has been dominant at times and also a real problem at times. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how much different the Sharks' uh, special teams look. Um, Bob Bugner, in his NHL career, certainly was not a finesse player. <laughs> no. Um, so <laughs> looking at our roster of defense, um, we don't really have, other than Brendan Dillon, and I don't know if I would even put him in that category, a guy who is a, a heavy hitter, um, someone who fits that Bugner mold. Um, it'll be interesting. I just found him to be a very interesting choice for the – for the talent that we have, um, not that he's not capable of coaching, you know, different styles of players. I'm sure he is, but um, you know, it'd sort of be like uh, asking uh, Scott Parker to run your power play. Mm-hmm. Not exactly what you'd expect, but um, curious to see what all this means, dude. And I'm ready to get going. You know, I, I yeah. want to see what changes will be made on the ice and what happens with this team, dude. I, I'm. I'm getting anxious. Anxious but not excited? Oh, I am excited, dude. I think I'm certainly more excited for the season than I was last year, where I think we all felt the impending doom. Um, and, you know, after seeing what happened, you know, the year before last in the playoffs, we all had that sinking feeling that we knew we were on the Bay Area's version of the Titanic. You know, it was going down. Right. And it wasn't going down in style. And uh, and it did go down. And, and, and Todd McClellan, you know, sunk and surfaced in Edmonton. I don't know if you'd rather be at the bottom of the ocean or Edmonton or what the difference is, dude. But um, <laughs> he's there. Um, and the Sharks have a fresh start with, you know, some of the same players. So um, looking at this roster, dude, I still feel like it's a little bit incomplete. I don't know what your thoughts are on the roster and if you think the Sharks will extend any player tryouts, which you know lots of teams around the NHL are starting to do. We've seen Scott Gomez get a tryout with the Blues. Um, other players getting tryouts. Setaguchi uh, out of rehab, which I think maybe we should talk about that a little bit. I mean, that took yeah. me by surprise. Um, and, and trying out with the Maple Leafs. Um, what are your thoughts on that, dude? The Sharks have brought in players on tryouts in the past. I think it could happen. Uh, we certainly talked about D and and sort of going with that. Kevin Kurz talked about Matt Tennyson in a recent article, um, I think earlier today, 
about how Tennyson, this is basically Tennyson's last shot. And, and the shark, I could see the sharks maybe not uh, really trying to dig that deep for a veteran. You know, not, there's, I don't really necessarily think there's going to be a Dan Hynote in camp this year. Uh, you know, I think they might try and, and get these guys to fight it out. You know, they want to turn the team over to the youth. I don't know if it's really going to, you know, but, but we've talked about how there's these conflicting sort of messages, right? The Sharks are supposedly going to reboot and now they got Joel Ward and they got these guys and they got Paul Martin and now they want to make the playoffs. So I, I don't know if I can really predict what's going to happen. I, you know, I don't, I can't really see anybody who's still unsigned that I would be excited to see as a, as a playoff, as a, uh, as a as a tryout guy, although Scott I Gomez, that, Scott Gomez has got a hundred lives. I mean, good for him that he he even got a team that's even marginally interested. I have a name for you, dude. Someone who I completely forgot that had, does not have a team right now. He had a kind of a down year last year, but he had a career year the year prior. Energy guy, guy I think we've both liked for a while, veteran guy. Uh, um, Scott Hartnell. You're close, um, oh. Scotty Upshaw. Oh, Scotty Upshaw. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to see Scotty Upshaw in camp on a PTO competing for a bottom six forward role. No, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I, I'm not sure Scotty Upshaw is where he was when I was excited about Scotty Upshaw, but. But if he can, if he can run, I mean, he was a pretty physical player. I mean, if he yep. can run around, throw the body around, be capable of chipping in, he could be. No, I haven't watched him play in depth. You know, since he's been in the Eastern Conference. You know, I remember him. You know, when he was in the Western Conference, and he was kind of a pain in the ass. Yep. You know, um, this guy could be what Torres can't be anymore. Mm -hmm. You know. If he's still playing that kind of style, another guy who's out there without a team who had a pretty bad year last year is Curtis Glencross. Right. I I would another I think I'd rather see Curtis Glencross. All things being equal, I I wouldn't hate seeing either of those guys in camp. And if Torres is healthy and ready to go, then you say thanks, guys. Thanks for coming out. But if he's not, you know, and this team really does want to try to make a deep playoff run, why not take a shot with one of these two guys, you know, who play a physical game, will, would probably be okay with playing, you know, 10, 12 minutes. They're both capable of playing on the power play, you know, in a pinch. Mm -hmm. um, there are two guys that I, I'd be very interested in. And I, I am, I do not think Matt Tennyson, if we have Matt Tennyson playing on the third pairing team, then we got a big problem. Yeah, I have to think you're right. I mean, I, I root for him, and I, I want him to take that step to the NHL level, but I think we haven't seen a lot of indications that he's even close to ready for that. We haven't seen anything from him in the last... I mean, how long has he been kind of going up and down here? Four years? I mean, he's never been able to stick, right? He's been yeah. around, I think, for like four years, dude, like kind of floating around from Worcester to the San Jose and you know, how many lives do you get? I mean, I guess this is it, the end of the road, but is yeah. it really worth letting him play 30 games 
for the Sharks and be exposed to making some big mistakes? I mean, doesn't Brendan Dillon deserve to have a better partner than that? I mean, I yeah, I I guess I would like to see the Sharks, you know, make a and I'm and I don't think Mirko Mueller should be playing ten minutes. Yeah, he should be with the Barracuda. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, dude. So it's not a good. I mean, Dylan DeMello, you know, it's... I, you well, know. I mean, you know, he seems to be the wild card, right? There's yeah. some people who seem to be pretty high on him. And I think if you've got a guy who is in that mold, like in that, like, stay-at-home, like, third-pairing D kind of mold, like, he's hit his he's hit his ceiling at the AHL. Like, he's good stay-at-home defenseman AHL-wise, so mm-hmm. he can play 10, 12 minutes, kill some penalties, and that's all he's really going to do. I mean, that kind of guy, that's fine. But, like, if you've got a guy like Mueller who you think is going to maybe be a top four guy and you're just kind of letting him rot at the end of your bench, like, how's he going to get better? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's Yeah, there's a lot of questions still with this team, but I, I'm, I'm more inclined to think that they're not going to try and find a, a Scott Gomez. But I didn't think they were going to try and go for the playoffs this year either, so... <laughs> What do I know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Doug Wilson loves a bargain, and I think that there could be a few pretty good bargains out there, especially if Torres is is on the shelf. I mean, Cody Franson is still unsigned as well, dude, a guy who the Sharks were linked to early and is clearly not going to get the money or the term that he was expecting. We saw Christian Ehrhoff sign with the Kings yeah. for nothing. right. You know, that hurts. What's a Cody? What, what do you, if you're Cody Franson at this point, what do you do other than kick your agents in the nuts? Yeah, that's what you do. Absolutely. Or I what think do you do if, you're, if you're him, what do you do? If you're Cody Franson, you take a one year deal at this point. You take a one year deal with the best team you can hit your ride to. That's right. And then you just, hopefully, he's been working out this whole summer and he's super ready and he just rolls the dice again next summer. But I think Why if he if he tries to us? get a three year deal, he's gonna he's gonna he's not gonna get anything very good. So why can't that be us, dude? Because I don't think we have the cap room. I think he's gonna want well, at least two. We don't. If Torres is is healthy, but if he isn't, I mean, you can't offer him any money. I mean, like you you you'd have to you say one year, one million, dude, and and you can. I'm sure he's got you know, better offers than that on the table. Well, I mean, he can go play in Buffalo and 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 eat a horse's apple, or he can you know play <laughs> in San Jose and and maybe make a deep playoff run as a third pairing guy. I mean, this guy damaged his worth when he went to Nashville and couldn't even like see the ice. You yeah, know? that really hurt him. That hurt him bad. I'm concerned, dude. I'm concerned. I think I'm more concerned about our six defensemen than I am bringing in an Upshaw. I mean, there's some there's some other names out there, like Merrick Ziglicki does not have a team right now. Right. Yeah, um, that could be a sixth. Uh, our good friend Andy Bench loves David Schlemko. What? And this is a guy, David Schlemko, I mean, I looked into it, dude, and I think Andy's on to something. I mean, I, I don't know if he loves David Schlemko, but I've seen him, him tweet about him a few times. I mean, the guy has good advanced stats and is kind of an underrated Scott Hannany type of guy better than him, mm. you know? All right. He's not that old. No, no team. 
I mean, he played well for Calgary last year. I mean, can you get a guy like that to come in on a tryout? Better than Tennyson? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> yes. I'm listening. I mean, I li- so I like this. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the Sharks do anything in the next couple of weeks, roster wise, or if they're just going to go in and say, "Hey, you guys fight it out." You know, the Chris Tierneys of the world—they've got a shot. You know, to make the team, the Barkley Goudreaux's. You know, we've got some of those uh, um, players that we signed from the Finnish and the Swedish Elite League that might have a shot to be the next Melker Carlson. Yeah, actually, uh, we got an email from Lore uh, talking that about guy. that. That was his last point. He says, is there any chance Yunus Donskoy becomes the next Melker Carlson? His numbers Absolutely. look good to me, and, and, and Donskoy is even slightly younger. But then he won't be skating with Joe Thornton, most likely. He thinks yeah, that think, Don, that Eunice is the most NHL ready of our forwards. Yeah, it's very possible, you know. And um, we don't. Um, I think there's a lot of things that are up for grabs here, and you know we don't know Pete DeBoer well enough to know um, if he's going to be like McClellan and be just fiercely loyal to the guys who have earned their time here, or if Patrick Marlowe plays like crap. If Marlowe's going to be skating on the fourth line or not even the lineup you know I mean, right. we don't know you know what that's going to be like uh we do know that the expectation is clear from ownership that they want to win yeah yeah so um they didn't go out and sign paul martin joel ward and trade a first round pick for martin jones to you know be benching patrick marlowe so it's going to be an interesting dynamic you know as the season goes through, that's why I'm just so ready. I'm ready for it to start, dude. Are you ready for the Barracuda, dude? Are you going to get? Dude, a bar- I am ready for the Barracuda. I can't wait to take. We're going to take my daughter to her first hockey game, dude, and it's going to be freaking awesome. At, it will be Barracuda. Although I'll tell you, we went to the circus on Saturday, and I think we were at the circus for about five minutes. It Is was that right? So loud! It was so loud. What was loud? The music. It was like being at a rave. <laughs> it really was. It was so bizarre. It was so loud. And they had this live band. They, it was like they thought it was like circus rave. It was crazy. She was like holding her ears and crying. It was very oh, sad. Dude. It made me sad. We only saw the camels. Oh, that's too bad. My uh, nieces went. They, I heard about the camels. Yeah, I, I was ready to go. It was fine. Now, five minutes, I was done. Right. Were they playing that Christian Ehrhoff song? Since you're on st- Skype, you can't hear it. But otherwise, I would be playing the Christian Ehrhoff song. That's it was right. kind of like that. It was, um, it was not fun. Oh well, we'll take her to a Barracuda game because then if she All wants right, to, dude. if she wants to leave five minutes in, it was only like ten dollars. That's true. Yeah, that's what we'll do, and I'm sure we'll find really good seats. Yeah. Speaking of the Barracuda, Laura actually has another comment. He's he's saying, "What gives with Roy Sommer being the Sharks' AHL coach still?" He uh, liked to hear some of our thoughts on this and, do- and that you mentioned, dude, a couple podcasts back that examples are lacking to support Wilson's view that Sommer is great at developing prospects. But he's, a, he's one of the longest tenured AHL coaches and he, he basically has no shot at an NHL job. And I guess it is sort of an interesting question. I haven't really thought about it much, but you know, Sommer is sort of, he has tenure as a, as a coach, which you almost never see. And so the question is, is a guy who's been this long entrenched in this job, is this actually helping or hurting the Barracuda in terms of their prospect development and in terms of, 
you know, the, the team results, because as Laura mentioned, the Sharks are always touting the fact that if we get a minor league guy and the minor league guy won a Calder Cup, they always mention that. And, if, you know, the Worcester Sharks have not sniffed the Calder Cup in a long time. Well, the Sharks' best young players have, have been playing for the Sharks. So, you know, I think that's part of the problem. But we haven't, in, in terms of the success of the the junior Sharks, you know, but um, I I mean, I'm, I made that point, I don't know, about two months ago that, you know, when when's the last Sharks, like, real blue chip prospect that's come up and spent – Put put his bones in in the AHL and really made an impact on the Sharks roster. You can't say Nieto. You can't say Hurdle. Those guys went. They basically went directly to the NHL after very limited AHL experience. Right. Now, if Matt Tennyson comes in this year and plays 82 games and has 30 points and is an impact player, then you might say his time his you know several hundred. AHL games showed development. But like that's an example, dude. Like Matt Tennyson, how is he any better? Right. Taylor Doherty, Nick Petrecki, these guys we spent second round picks on these guys. They're not even in the organization anymore. Right. So yeah, I, I don't know. I I I respect Roy Somner's record as a minor league coach, but I'm not sure I'm behind his player development because I don't see the evidence right right uh, yeah uh, on one hand i i see laura's point and and there there isn't a lot of evidence that he's sort of coached him up the way we've seen other teams manage to do that but on the other hand i think sort of going for the next hot coaching prospect who then makes the jump to someplace else and you have to you have to rinse and repeat that story every couple of years because you're hiring the next pete DeBoer. Or you're hiring the next, you know, keeper shit. One of these guys, you know, that that's that's looking to move up. You know, he had he was great in the QMJHL, and now he's wants to get a minor league coaching job so he can go to the NHL. You know, I don't know if that really helps the organization as a whole either. If you just you're constantly sort of, you know, churning new coaches in and out because you're looking for like the hot, the hot coaching guy. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a middle ground that we don't understand. But I, I guess. I th- what what I would say is which version makes the young players better? Right. Because, I mean, ultimately, you don't want, you know, you, you draft um, Goldobin and Mirko Mueller. You don't want them to be playing for the Barracuda for 200 games. You know, I mean, like, that's a failure if they're still there mm-hmm. that long, you know? I mean... Even the Red Wings, I don't think, have their their guys there that long, you know. Right. But um, you you do want them to maybe play a season, a season and a half, if, if you can get the development correctly. And if you have them have the same coach for a couple of years before they move on to something else, I don't know if you need the same guy there for like 20 years. Yeah, that's know? true. It's like, true. And we'll see. I mean, maybe having the Barracuda under Doug Wilson's nose, I mean, maybe he'll see it more firsthand. And it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Somner's pretty old too, isn't he? I mean, yeah. so um, I don't know how much longer he'll be around anyways. I think that's a good point. I mean, if he's going to be right here and and it's going to be very easy for him to be evaluated, I think it's very possible he may not be the coach for very long, right? If he's 3,000 miles away, it's a little bit harder to evaluate somebody. And you say, 
okay, he's not doing a terrible job, you know, okay, not a big deal. But if you can see him and you're like, now I can really notice all these things that they wish he were doing and isn't doing or the things he is doing and shouldn't be doing, you know, I think it's, I think we could definitely see a change at that level. I don't, I'm not sure how much, uh, that'll make a huge difference, but you know, like, as you said, we just take all our good play. We take all our good young players and just put them on the big club anyway. So it's not like they're getting much much chance. And that's, you know, you're trying to develop talent. You're who who cares if you win a Calder cup. I mean, like really, right. You know, you, you want to develop talent to have them get you to a Stanley cup. Um, but we're not doing either. So um, <laughs> I think you've got to figure out which, which way you're going to go. And, and and do you think the Barracuda are going to feel the organization, the Sharks organization are going to feel pressure to have the Barracuda be actually competitive or do they care? If we go by recent history, they really couldn't care less. So, but now they're here. Like, I think it's different. Like now we couldn't, we, we can follow them daily here. You know, yeah. we're going to be able, you and I are going to be able to go, I mean, I bet we go, I don't know. I bet we go three to five times, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, and, and we'll be able to see what's going on um, and see the player development for ourselves. And I don't think we'll be alone in that. I think there'll be a lot of Sharks fans who are going to want to kind of check out what's going on. So um, whether they'll care if they win or not. And that's why it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Mueller, what happens with Goldobin. Are those guys going to stay there? Are they going to be playing with San Jose in a very limited role? You know. Yeah. Still questions, dude. I. When does training camp start? Do you know? Um. A couple weeks. Yeah, it's still a couple weeks away, dude. So the slow grind continues. The slow grind continues. I. I, I mean, has anybody signed like? in the NHL in the last, like, since we've done anything, like when's the last time? Uh, Frazier McLaren, dude. Oh, Frazier Frazier McLaren. Frazier McLaren. Frazier McLaren signed a nice little two way deal with the San Jose Sharks, which, um, your response to my text to you was W T F. That's what you said. Yep. At least it's a two way deal. That's all I can say. He's not going to play for the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, he'll be a face puncher for the uh, Barracuda. Yeah, for the Barracuda. I mean, he's uh, he's not going to play for the San Jose Sharks. I just don't see that. I think they've moved away from from that. You know, I mean, they've got Mike Brown, who at least can play a little bit. You know, Fraser McLaren, who I think originally we thought maybe had you know some skill, and clearly has none. <laughs> and um, um yeah he'll he'll be uh uh a punching bag for the AHL though. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through the news in the NHL and I just I can't There's nothing, dude. There's Jared no... Stoll signed with the Kings, dude. I'm sorry, the the Rangers which was a a bit of a disappointment. He was a player that I thought yeah might be a candidate to help out the Sharks, but uh you know, I mean, and maybe that's a, a pretty clear signal that, that they're not interested in that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe seeing a player like that sign for nothing in New York signifies, you know, mm-hmm. the Sharks aren't really on the prowl for a veteran player. So, Yeah, I think that's true. 
I mean, you look at the headlines here, it's like Dallas Eakins signs an extension. <laughs> wow. You know, it's we're really scraping here for news, dude. There's there's really nothing nothing happening here. Uh we didn't talk about we didn't talk about Seto, but I mean, I have to say I do wish him the best. I mean, I guess he was he's really been sort of struggling with an addiction issue last couple of years, and oh, I, absolutely. I think that certainly seems to that would be one reason why his career is basically completely gone in the toilet during that time. And you know, certainly in in the the statement I saw, he seemed to take responsibility for it and and say that he's on the right path and he just got married and. He's hoping to help the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, I wish him all the best. You know, sure. it's going to be uphill for him, but you know, he's certainly showed a lot of skill once. Maybe yeah, he I mean, he's the guy. I mean, he that could be the perfect situation for him. You know, I mean, he's going to have opportunity. Right, a perfect situation to have a bunch of guys yell at him and offer him a beer from the stands and on the streets of Toronto. I'm sure that's really the best possible situation for De- Devin Setaguchi. I'm talking about getting playing time, dude. Yeah, I think there's a few other teams he would probably have a better chance of getting playing time. I mean, he's going to have well, no no margin for error in Toronto, and I think a person in, in that particular situation, you you need to give him a little bit of room. Yeah, I mean, but Toronto, dude, is going to be they're going to be terrible. I mean, they're going to be terrible. I think by design, <laughs> don't you? They're I the mean, they're, they're going to be so bad. I don't care that Babcock and Sweet Lou are there. Like they're going to be terrible. They've got nothing. I mean, like they, they got rid of Kessel. They, you know, um, they're they're probably going to trade for enough at some point. Like they they're so, such deep trouble over there. Like the team is not better. They might be better coach, but the team's not better at all. Yeah, you're right. They do suck, but they suck, <laughs> and I think they're going to be okay with sucking. You know, they need to get they need to get some high end young talent in there. What a mess! What a what a mess! Well, dude, on TSN, the uh, good for Toronto. The uh, headline on TSN right now is Nazem Kadri, quote: "The confidence is there." Yeah. Oh, good. Nazem, we'll see how Nazem long. Kadri. We'll see who's going to cry first. I think it's Kadri. <laughs> it could happen. Do you think, um, do you think when Kadri walks into the locker room, Babcock's going to start chanting fresh fish like Shaw? <laughs> Good. Good effort. Fresh fish. You oh. think Babcock's, got, Babcock's put all his cigarettes on chubby fat ass? <laughs> Dude, this, this offseason has seemed so long. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you don't make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for hockey, but we're still like a month over a month away, and those those That's preseason right, games definitely well, don't count. Soon training camp will start, and we'll begin the rampant speculation of uh, what line everyone's going to play on. So <laughs> it's about to get fired up, dude. And and thank God we haven't talked about the whole captaincy thing because we've beat that to death, and I just I'm I'm still not excited about it. No, there's nothing to talk about. All right. Well, if you want us to uh, talk next week, I think we might have to go another two weeks, dude, because nothing is happening. Of course, you can always tweet at us or email us at questions at dudesonhockey.com like Lore did and none else, nobody else did. Thanks no, thanks for nothing, everyone else. Um, <laughs> Lore's trying to help us out, but no one else is. So, uh, But if you do want us to talk about some other stuff, uh, let us know, and uh, maybe we'll be on in the meantime. But most likely we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks when training camp rolls around and, and maybe we'll have some more interesting news like Dan Hynote back for another 
training camp invite. Now, wouldn't that be something? It would be. I, I would actually quite enjoy that. <laughs> All right, dude. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you then. All right, dude. Bye. Okay, bye. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.